listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Thursday the 23rd of September. You're listening to Recap made for you by Sharesies. And Sharesies is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Hi Alice. Hi Jose, how are you? Not too bad, Um, but before we get into our stories today, we should crack on because there's quite a lot to get through. Yesterday on Recap, Alice, you talked about how the Federal Reserve in the US was going to be making an announcement today. Is there any updates on that at all? I sure do. So uh, the Fed made their announcement early this morning, New Zealand time, following a two-day meeting. So the Fed does this eight times a year. Now, in particular, people were interested in uh, the announcement today to see if the Fed would say anything about starting to scale back some of the stimulus that's been giving the US economy during the pandemic, namely through something called their bond buying program. Right. So what did the Fed say in their announcement? The Fed said that they're not going to start putting the brakes on the support quite yet but that could happen soon now the fed held interest rates unchanged but they did indicate that they might start cutting back some of the stimulus soon if things keep progressing in the economy as expected okay so what did they say about that so the Fed's chairman, Jerome Powell, in the, in the press conference that followed the announcement, he said, well, no decisions were made. Participants generally view that so long as the recovery remains on track, a gradual tapering process that concludes around the middle of next year is likely to be appropriate. So to unpack what that means, if the US's economic recovery keeps going well and it's and is on track, uh, the Fed will likely cut back on their level of stimulus. Now, in the announcement today, um, it also showed that more members in the Fed's committee um, see interest rates increasing from next year. Mm. And how did people in the markets react to that? Well, investors seem to give a bit of a sigh of relief um, that the Fed announced that for the time being, at least, the economy will still be receiving support. All three major stock indices, that's the S&P 500, Dow Jones Industrial Average and the NASDAQ Composite, they all closed up for the day around about 1%. Thanks very much for that update, Alice, but I'd like to bring us back home if I may. Sure thing. So what's been happening locally? Well, it's been a busy day for Pacific Edge. Not only did the company list on the Australian Stock Exchange, but they also announced they are undertaking a capital raise. That does sound like a busy time. So we have talked about Pacific Edge before. Um, they research and make tests and tools for detecting different types of cancers, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. But uh, to continue on, they are already listed on the New Zealand Stock Exchange, uh, meaning that the company is now dual listed. Uh, that means it's listed on two stock exchanges. Trading of Pacific Edge shares on the ASX is expected to start next Monday. That's the 27th of September. Okay, but I guess my question is, why are they dual listing? Yeah, that's a fair question. So the board chair listed off what they consider advantages of that. Uh, it includes access to a wider pool of healthcare and other investors, increased liquidity, and an acceleration in commercial activity. Uh, basically, all that means that it gives them access to more investors and greater coverage. 
Okay, so that was that uh, first part of the story. Yep. So what's what's the deal with this capital raise? Yeah, so Pacific Edge also announced today that they're raising some capital up to eighty million New Zealand dollars. Uh, they're looking to raise sixty million of this through a placement from institutional investors. If you're a shares investor, you may have gotten an email about this already today. Uh, now, while this placement is happening, Pacific Edge is in a trading halt. That means you can't buy or sell shares in Pacific Edge. And then once that's completed. The company will look to raise $20 million through a retail offer to existing Pacific Edge shareholders. Now that retail offer is expected to open on Tuesday the 28th of September. So providing all things go well and they do raise um, this capital, what are they going to do with the money? Yeah, uh, so the company said they're raising money to accelerate its growth strategy. They said that the majority of the funds will be used to grow in the US, which is a key market for them. They also said some funds would be also used to further develop and grow their commercial process in Southeast Asia and also be used to potentially develop and grow new product opportunities. And they say that's by leveraging the company's intellectual property across other cancers that can be detected in urine. And finally, they also reckon the funds will help maintain a cash buffer for the business. Okay, now I have to admit I'm a little bit confused. I don't know if I'm dreaming or not, but <laughs> I thought I saw something a couple of weeks ago um, about a Pacific Edge capital raise. Yeah, no, you didn't dream it. You definitely saw it. So the capital okay. raise announcement today comes after some confusion uh, around two weeks ago. What happened was that details about a potential Pacific Edge capital raise were mistakenly released on the ASX. Pacific Edge then had to come out and say that this information was incorrect and said that at that stage no capital raising had been approved by the board. Uh, cool, that clears, clears things up. Thanks for that, Jose. No sweat. But you've got another story from the New Zealand market today, don't you, Alice? I sure do. So it's from no other than the dairy giant Fonterra. Mm. And the milk processor released their full year financial results today for the year ended July. Cool. All righty. So what were some of their financials? Well, for some headline numbers, Fonterra's total revenue increased 1% to $21.1 billion New Zealand dollars. And their net profit after tax was down 9% from last year to $599 million this year. Uh, although Fonterra did note that the underlying profit actually increased, uh, increased from $382 million last year to $588 million this year. And what did Fonterra say was driving those results? So Fonterra put the drop in net profit down to high milk prices. So as their CEO, Miles Hurrell, explained, um, a high milk price is good for farmers and good for the New Zealand economy, but it does have the potential to squeeze Fonterra's sales margins and impact earnings. Uh, however, um, Hurrell said that the results um he said about the results that the reset of the business over the past three years has been paying off. Uh, he said the company stuck to their strategy of maximising the value of New Zealand milk, uh, moving to a business model that's customer-led and strengthened their balance sheet. So what's next for Fonterra? Uh, well, as I just said, they're focusing on New Zealand milk, so they want to maximise the value of this and they're making that their priority. Now, for that reason, Fonterra is actually reviewing their ownership in their other two milk pools, so where they like supply their milk from. Uh, so they have one in Chile and one in Australia. 
Fonterra said that they're considering divesting or getting out of their investment in Chile. And then for the Australian one, uh, they say that this remains important to their New Zealand operations, but they are considering what's the most appropriate ownership structure for this part of the business. Okay. And finally, did Fonterra announce a dividend among, alongside rather their results? And they sure did. So Frontera announced a final dividend of 15 cents. So when you add that to the five cent interim dividend that was paid out earlier in the year, that takes the total dividend to 20 cents. Thanks for that, Alice. A bit quick poll before we move on. Do you have a favourite Roald Dahl book? Well, I could tell you what my least favourite one is, and that would be The Witches, because I watched the movie when I was really <laughs> young, and I was traumatised as a child by that. Um, right, I was so... going to say that The Witches is actually my favourite. <laughs> no, I'd I love say my favourite would probably be um, James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, that's a classic. Well, I mean, get ready for a 13-part meandering Netflix series based on James and the Giant Peach, because overnight uh, New Zealand time, Netflix announced that it has bought the entire Roald Dahl estate. So as much as I love acquisitions and mergers, as you know, um, you really love a big media business deal. So tell me more about the sale. You're absolutely right. I, I eat this stuff up for breakfast. Um, so I don't think I need to really introduce Roald Dahl, except maybe briefly for some people who don't know. He was predominantly known as a children's book writer. He wrote Charles, uh, Ch- Charles. He wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He wrote Matilda, The Witches, James and the Giant Peach, heaps more. Uh, he had... Out of his uh, quill, if you like, 300 million books have been published. He died in 1990, and I'm sorry, I just really have to list what his family buried him with. He had a kind of Viking funeral, and they buried him with his snooker snooker cues, some very good burgundy, chocolates, HB pencils, and a power saw. So just what you need um, to be buried with. Now, what exactly did Netflix buy? Okay, so they've bought the Roald Dahl Story Company, and that will become a division of Netflix. It means Netflix now owns all the Dahl IP. It controls what happens to them, not just in TV and film, but also in publishing as well. Now, the two companies already had some dealings. In 2018, Netflix licensed several books for adaptation, including Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, and that's a series adaptation that that, uh, Taika Waititi actually is working on at the moment. Oh, I'd be interested in seeing that. So how much did Netflix pay for this? That has not been revealed, I'm afraid. I'd love to know. Uh, A report on the BBC said in 2018 the Roald Dahl company earned £26 million from his work. Part of that, of course, would include royalties from adaptations. Uh, But it sounds like Netflix has big plans to expand. Apart from the Taika Waititi series, they've also had 19 projects planned uh, since the previous deal. A statement from Netflix called the purchase a ambitious venture and it listed not only TV and films but publishing, games, immersive experiences, live theatre, consumer products, the whole shebang. That really is the whole shebang, isn't it? It is. So is this all part of what um, what they're calling the streaming wars? Yeah, very much. The platforms are all in a race to collect as much content as they can to bring more value to what they're offering. You'll remember, you'll remember in May, uh, for example, Amazon paid $5 billion uh, American dollars for MGM's catalogue, which includes James Bond. Disney bought Lucasfilm and Marvel famously. Obviously, that's all appearing across Disney+. Plus. But it's an interesting move from Netflix because they tend to put their not inconsiderable resources behind partnering with talent and creating original series rather than hoovering up existing IP. 
Um, however, uh, the closest I get, could get to it, like uh, Bloomberg reported that this is apparently the biggest deal in Netflix's Netflix's history. <laughs> Just really quickly before we go, remember we talked about Coinbase, the publicly listed cryptocurrency exchange, and I guess you could describe that kind of running battle with the regulators in the states. So this, what happened was the Securities and Exchange Commission threatened to sue Coinbase if it launched Lend, which was to be a new crypto lending product. Well, this week Coinbase announced that it had cancelled work completely on Lend. And that means it's us for us today. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. That was Recap for the 23rd of September. If you are enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. That really does help. Uh, hey, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow for Casual Friday. Ka kite anō. See you then.